study God's word together this evening. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, before we start, we'll just share a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for a time like this. Thank you, Father God, because of your word. Thank you, Father God, because the entrance of your word gives light and understanding to the simple. Thank you, Father God, because we are here to learn at your feet and we trust you that you will teach us, you will instruct us and you will guide us. Sweet Spirit of God, I submit myself to you and I ask that you will speak through me and you will teach through me that enlightenment will come, understanding will come, clarity will come, and we will be the better for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Right. Um, this evening, um, you know, all throughout this month, we've been talking about service, talking about service. And tonight, I will also uh, be continuing in that light, and I will be sharing what I title service in the kingdom, service in the kingdom. Um, on Sunday, when Bishop Obasi was ministering, he said something. He said that we must realize that whatever we do, it is for the kingdom of God. That we should, we, we need to understand that it is for the kingdom of God that we're doing whatever it is that we're doing or whatever service that we are rendering in church. Hallelujah. In other words, we must have a kingdom mentality. We must have a kingdom mentality, taken from Colossians, I think, 3.16, that says that we have been trans delivered from the kingdom of darkness and translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. Praise the Lord. Therefore, everything is about, is about the kingdom. Everything that we do, is all about the kingdom of God. Praise God. And so we must toe that line. We must ensure that we propose in our hearts that we will continue in the light of what we have been hearing throughout this month. Praise the name of the Lord. It is imperative that you know um, we keep, you know, we keep um, we keep at what it is that we are hearing so that it will not sleep. Praise God. You know, um, it has always been said that consistency is the key. Consistency is the key. And um, when we are not consistent, it's, it, it doesn't make, it, ma it makes um, the work not to go forward. And I'll, I'll take a, um, a, just a slight example. Um, I remember, you know, when we started with the, um, workers meeting that um, workers training that Reverend was um, and took us on and he had said to us that okay um, those who do not come on time or don't come at all uh, there will be sanctioned and the very first Sunday the hall was full and then the next Sunday the hall wasn't as full as it was as at the time we started so there wasn't a consistency. And if we're gonna do anything in life, whether in the kingdom or in our lives, there needs to be consistency. When there's no consistency, then 
it makes um, nonsense of what we are doing. And so we're going to be looking at a familiar scripture this evening. It's very familiar, but we're going to be looking at it in a very different light. Hallelujah. Um, go with me to Matthew chapter 13, verse 3 to 9. Matthew chapter 13, verse 3 to 9. Uh, we're going to be looking at the, the um, parable of the sower when Jesus you know, was talking to the disciples as well as other people, and he was, you know, talking to them in parables. And I'll be reading from the TPT version, the passion translation of the parable of the sower, uh, starting from verse three, praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So in the parable of the sower, Jesus, let's start from verse one. Later that day, Jesus left the house and sat by the lake shore to teach the people. Soon there were so many people surrounding him that he had to teach sitting on a boat with a large crowd while the large crowd stood on the shore. He taught them many things using stories, parables to illustrate spiritual truths, saying, consider this, there was a farmer who went out to sow seeds. As he cast the seeds, some fell along the beaten path and the birds came and ate them. Verse five, others fell onto grave gravel that had no topsoil. They quickly shot up. But when the days grew hot, they were scorched and withered because they had insufficient roots. Others fell among the thorns. So when they sprouted, the thorns choked them, but other seeds fell on good, rich soil that kept producing a good harvest. Some yielded 30, 60, and some even 100 times as much as he planted. If you are able to understand this, then you need to respond. Hallelujah. Then his disciples approached Jesus and asked, why do you always speak to people in this hard to understand parables? He explained, you have been given the intimate experience of insight into the hidden mysteries of the realm of, the, of heaven's kingdom, but they have not. For everyone who listens with an open heart will receive progressively more revelation until he has, he has more than enough. For those who don't listen with an open teachable heart, even the understanding that they think they have will be taken from them. That's why I teach the people using parables because they think they're looking for truth, yet because their hearts are unteachable, they never discover it. Although they will listen to me, they never fully perceive the message I speak. The prophecy of Isaiah describes them perfectly. Although they listen carefully to everything I speak, they don't understand a thing I say. They look and pretend to see, but the eyes of their hearts are closed. 15, their minds are dull and slow to perceive. Their ears are plugged and are hard of hearing. And they have deliberately shut their eyes to the truth. Otherwise, they would open their eyes to see and open their ears to hear and open their minds to understand, then they would turn to me 
and I would instantly heal them. But blissful are your eyes for they see. Delighted are your ears for they are open to hear all these things. Many prophets and godly people yearn to see these days of miracles that you've been favored to see. They would have given everything to hear the revelation you've been favored to hear. Now you are ready to hear the explanation of the parable of the sower. And then he continues in verse 19, saying, what was sown along the path represents the one who listens to the message of the kingdom, but doesn't understand it. The adversary then comes and snatches away what was sown into his heart. Verse 20, the one sown on gravel represents the person who gladly hears the kingdom message, but his experience remains shallow. Shortly after he hears it, Troubles and persecutions come because of the kingdom message he received. Then he quickly falls away, for the truth didn't sink deeply into his heart. Verse 22, the one sown among thorns represent one who receives the message, but all of life's busy distractions, his divided heart, and his ambition for wealth results in suffocating the kingdom message and it becomes fruitless. In verse 23, but what was sown on good rich soil represents the one who hears and fully embraces the message of the kingdom. Their lives bear good fruit. Some yielded a harvest of 30, 60, even 100 times as much as was sown. Hallelujah. Now, um, looking at the scripture, I saw it in a different light, um, reading from the Passion Translation. Now, if you look at the parable of the sower and the interpretation from verse 19, you know, we, we, we normally talk about the seed, the seed, the seed. Hallelujah. But if you look at it from verse 19, the word seed did not even appear at all in the, inter in the interpretation that Jesus gave his disciples. I mean, that was new to me because I've always, you know, seen it like the seed, the seed. But when he was talking and giving the interpretation, he never, he never talked about the seed at all. Hallelujah. Now, we know who the farmer is. The farmer is Jesus. And what he is sowing is the children of the kingdom. And we who believe the message of the kingdom of God are the seeds the farmer is sowing. Hallelujah. So the seeds that the farmer is sowing is the children, are the children of God, those who believe. And if you reference verse 37 to 38, let's look at verse 37 to 38. We would see it there. Then he answered, the man who sowed his field with good seed is the son of man. And the field is the world. The good seeds I sow are the children of the kingdom realm. Remember that we're talking about service. And service, we're not talking about service elsewhere or outside the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So he's talking about the seed. And the seed are the people. The seeds are you and I. Hallelujah. So what is the seed? The seed really is the reality of Christ and his kingdom realm living on the inside of us. 
the seed is the reality of Christ and his kingdom realm living on the inside of us. Hallelujah. That's the seed. And that is why he says he plants us. Now, it is what we have. It is the kingdom, is the, in, the, the knowledge of God's word, the knowledge of God's, you know, the kingdom of God that we have that is actually sowing. We are the, we are the, we are the, like the, 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 um, the shell of the word that is on the inside of us. That is exactly what Jesus is sowing. Hallelujah. Now, remember that we're talking about service in the kingdom. So he talked about four different categories of people. Hallelujah. Now let's look at the different individuals with respect to service in the kingdom. For the first one, the first group of people, he says that the seeds are those who fell among the beating paths and the birds came and ate them. So we can say that these are category of people who have the reality of Christ and his kingdom, a particular reality of Christ and his kingdom living on the inside of them. They have an understanding of Christ or the reality of Christ and his kingdom living on the inside of them. Every single one of us are seeds and every single one of us have a reality of Christ and his kingdom on the inside of us. We can say it in another way and say that this is the revelation of God's word, the revelation of Christ's word living on the inside of us. So every one of us fall into these four categories and we'll be looking at it in, with respect to service in the kingdom. So what is the reality of God's word with respect of service that we have? What is the revelation of God's word with respect to service in the kingdom that we possess? Hallelujah. Now, the first category, he says that they, they are the ones that fell among the beating path. Remember, he said that the seed, the seed are the human beings, that is you and I, and the soil is the world. Praise God. So those who fell among the beating paths and the birds came and ate them. Now, we say a beating path is made up of hard soil. It is made up of hard soil. Why? Because people keep treading over and over on it. You can imagine putting a, um, a seed on a, on, on a, a gravel, um, sorry, on the road that leads to, that people are normally passing through. What it means is that it is going to be trod under feet. It doesn't have a chance of survival. Hallelujah. And this, this, this explains the, the kind of people or the category of people who believe that they have heard it all before. When you hear a message, you know, it, it, it doesn't make any difference to them. Oh, we've heard it before. There's nothing new about it. We, it's, it's nothing new. We've been talking about service. I, I, I mean, this is not the, new, the first time that they're talking about service in church. They see themselves as, you know, they've been doing well. The message is for those that are not doing well. The message is for those who, you know, who need to be encouraged. The message is for those who are not in departments. The message is for those who are newly born again Christians. So in other words, they, are, they, they do not receive the reality of that word. 
They do not accept the reality of that message with respect to service. Why? Because they believe that it's not for them. Hallelujah. Just like the, the, the seed is not for the, 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 the road. It's not for it. It will not do it any good because it is not willing to accept it. Hallelujah. So they don't put it to heart at all. They don't even consider it. Hallelujah. The message doesn't make any difference to them because it is supposedly for other people. Praise the Lord. And so this category of people, you will notice that even before they leave the service, the import, the reality, the revelation of that word has left them even before they leave the service. Praise the name of the Lord. They don't consider it. And so that message doesn't leave the service with them. Hallelujah. And it doesn't go home with them. So they can't even go into the world. They can't even, you know, germinate the world. They cannot, you know, they cannot fertilize the word because as far as they are concerned, that word is not theirs. It's not for them. It's not a reality for them. It's something that they have been doing. It's something that they've been experiencing. So really, it is not their own cup of tea. And we have people like that. In every congregation, in every, in every, everywhere. And so when you meet people like that and you're asking them, didn't you hear what they said? Didn't you see, you know, didn't you say, didn't you, you know, didn't it even touch? You say, ah, what is it? Am I not doing this? I'm, I'm already doing something in church now. Am I not working? I'm working now. That's, that, you know, that message is just to encourage, you know, it's to encourage people that have not been doing anything in church. It's for to encourage those people that have not even started doing anything at all. You know, it's, it's, I mean, you can't say I'm not doing anything at all. So the import of that word, of that revelation, of that, you know, message becomes lost on them. Hallelujah. Let's look at the second category of people. This category of people are the ones that the Bible says that the seed was sown on gravel. And, the, and it does, and I mean, we know that gravel doesn't have a topsoil. Now, what does, this, what does this represent? These are shallow soil, represented a shallow interest that doesn't sink spiritual roots into the truth of God. So they have they have interest. They are different from those from those on the on the on the road. They actually have interest. Hallelujah. When the word comes to them, they receive it. Oh, they are glad, they are eager. Hallelujah. And that's why it says that it quickly brings forth fruit. But it doesn't have they did the there's no deep spiritual truth. It, it doesn't have a deep spiritual root in them. Praise God. So these are the ones who, you know, who take a little interest in what is being said during the service. So we're talking about service, you know, you know, th their heart pricks them. Oh, I want to do more for God. Oh, I'm so, I, I haven't done so much as much as I want to do for God. They are willing, they are eager to do so much. And you will see them, you know, they will start something. They will join a team. They will join a department. You know, you will start seeing them, you know, with so much energy and zeal. Hallelujah. You will see them going about, you know, their father's business and all of that. However, the Bible talks about it in verse, if we look at it again, it says in verse, um, 
in verse 6 of let's say from verse 5 says others fell onto gravel that had no topsoil they quickly shut up but when the days grew hot they were scorched and withered because they had insufficient roots hallelujah they had insufficient roots what does insufficient roots mean that they have not fully embraced that word yes they've received it but they've not they've, they've not ruminated it in their hearts it has not mixed you know, with, the, with, with faith in their hearts. So there's so much energy and there's so much zeal, but there's not enough faith and revelation in what they have heard. Praise God. So when things go hot, what does that mean? Maybe the, 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 the demands of the team, they may consider the demands of the team to be too much for them. You know, for example, somebody who loves to sing, and then, you know, he hears the word about service and, you know, his heart is pricked. Oh, I have such a wonderful voice. And they talked about, you know, serving in the kingdom of God. It's all about, you know, the kingdom of God and goes to join the choir. Praise God. But I did not count the cost. So you are coming for rehearsals on Thursday. You are coming for rehearsals on Saturday. You are spending five hours rehearsing a song or two songs, you know, and then, you know, you're not getting it right. And the, you know, the, 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 the music director is, you know, you know, encouraging them or even rebuking them. And they're like, why? For what? Is it not just to serve God? Why is it so hard? Or the demand, you know, the demand is so much. I can't be coming Thursday and Saturday. I can't be coming for all night. Let's you. Praise God. So they, they get offended and they withdraw. Hallelujah. For some, it might even be that, you know, somebody offended them. Praise God. And they take offense and refuse to serve any longer. They've, they've forgotten or they've refuse to understand that this is kingdom business church is not is not i'm serving i'm serving in church i'm serving as a member of the kingdom you know bishop obasi was very emphatic on that on, on sunday and he says that we need to see ourselves it is in the light of how you see yourself that you will work praise god so offenses will come but they get offended. Oh, they didn't uh, appreciate what I did. They didn't not recognize me. And then they just walk away. Or, oh, I was sick for so many weeks. Nobody even called me. Nobody even asked after me. Oh, I lost my job. Nobody even asked how I was faring, whether I'm feeding or I'm not feeding. All they're just saying is, when you didn't come for meeting last week, oh, we didn't see you. Oh, uh, the, uh, something had happened and you were supposed to have done it. And that's all they're asking. These people don't even understand. They are seeing it in the light of the fact that they are working for church. They have not connected the reality that this is kingdom work and I'm about the service of the kingdom. I am employed for such a time as this. I am working for God. I am being planted by my master. Hallelujah. And because of that, they get things get hot and they are offended and they leave. Brothers and sisters, I mean, it's not a new thing. We know that offenses will come. But we have just to make up our minds not to be offended. Praise God. The moment we see our service as working in church, 
we have lost the kingdom of God mindset. And if we don't have the kingdom of God mindset, we are not able to bring forth fruit. Hallelujah. Let's look at the third category of people. Praise the name of the Lord. These are the ones that fell among thorns. Hallelujah. Now, this category of people are those who have too many ions in the fire, as I would describe it. Praise God. They have too many ions in the fire. The Bible talks about the fact that they, they fall away because of the deceptive riches. Hallelujah. Let's go to Proverbs 23. Proverbs 23 and verse 4. Proverbs 23. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 4 and 5. I will read from the, the Passion Translation. He says, don't compare yourself to the rich. Surrender your selfish ambition and evaluate them properly. For no sooner do you start counting your wealth than it sprouts wings and flies away like an eagle in the sky. Here today, gone tomorrow. Praise the name of the Lord. We're still talking about service in the kingdom. Amen. We're talking about service in the kingdom. Praise the name of the Lord. So this category of people are those who who are so ambitious about the about you no know, they are so concerned about what am I going to eat, what am I going to wear, how am I going to be clothed, and all of that. Ah, I have to get myself sorted out before I can do God's work. You hear some people say, Oh, it is people that have money that don't have problem that you know can do God's work. Some people will even tell you, Oh, don't worry, when I am rich, when I am when I when I am boxed up, I will serve God. Hallelujah. It is a wrong mindset. Now, am I saying that we shouldn't be ambitious? No, I'm not saying that. But not to the detriment of the kingdom of God. Praise the name of the Lord. We are not to be ambitious to the detriment to the kingdom of God. You know, Reverend said, Reverend made an, ex, uh, an example of somebody who became an MD in his company and then um, suddenly he was no longer functioning in church. And then suddenly, out of the blue again, he started coming. He would come for week services. He would come for prayer meetings. He would come for vigil. He would come for Sunday services. He would wait, you know, and then the pastor had to ask him, you know, the pastor was concerned about him and then asked, you know, I hope you haven't lost your job. I hope there's no problem. And he said, oh, he had cancer. And it was when he had cancer that he realized that he had to give himself over to God. So when he so it means that he could he still he could have had time for God even as an MD. He could have still served in the kingdom, even in that position. But because he had taken the word, the kingdom of God lightly, he had lightly esteemed the kingdom of God. He had put his ambition, his position, and all his pursuit above the kingdom of God. He didn't think it was important anymore. Praise the name of the Lord. 
Some people would even say, I have to run, I'm paying my tithe. And some, and, you know, there was somebody that said, said that to me one time. And I said, okay, fine. Let all of us pay our tithe in church. And then let's see when we all come in the morning or Sunday service, let us see whether our tithe would have done the microphone. Let's see whether our tithe would have cleaned the chairs. Let's see whether our tithe would have cleaned the toilets. Let's see whether our tithe would have prepared the songs to lead us into worship. Hallelujah. Now, how do we identify the one among sons? These are people that have grown. They have roots. In other words, they understand that service is kingdom work. These are not babies in the kingdom. Hallelujah. They understand, they have been, they have familiarized themselves. They have a level of revelation of God's word. They have a revelation, you know, to an extent of the kingdom of God and how it works. In fact, they are very zealous, but they have allowed life's pursuit to prevent them from service. Hallelujah. They have allowed the pursuit, the things that they will eat, the things that they will wear, the things that they will, you know, cover themselves with, you know, to, to, to choke out the service of the kingdom. Praise the Lord. Now, how do you identify? Because what we are describing are individuals. Now, any one of us can fall into this category at whatever stage we are in our lives. And therefore, we have to be careful. The Bible says that let him that Sunday, let him take heed, lest he fall. When we begin to put our daily bread consistently, and I want to emphasize that word, consistently before service, then we are becoming like that seed that was among sons. Praise the name of the Lord. When we begin to consistently We've been doing a lot for God before and then a little promotion and then, you know, we are not seeing you in church for a very long time. You used to be consistent in your unit. You used to be consistent in your department. In fact, things didn't move unless you were there. And then suddenly, because of one, maybe one progress or maybe one um, um, increment or something or an increased uh, responsibility, you just fade away. And you say, I have to roll, which we have done. Now let other people come and do. Huh. That is a very, very dangerous position to be in. When we begin to think of ourselves as having done so much for the kingdom of God, that we are now taking a sabbatical or taking um, a, a, a backspace for the younger ones to come and do. There's no younger one in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. There's no longer one in the kingdom of God. We are all to be striving for mastery. We're supposed to be striving to do more for God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. So, and what happens when we are in that position, when we are in that situation, what happens is that the adversary causes us to forget the, the word of God with respect to service in the kingdom. The, the devil just makes us to forget what it is. It, it, we begin to forget the import, the zeal, the fire will begin to, to start getting cold. That's when you start seeing people say, ah, ah, what happened to you? What happened to so-so sister? What happened to so-so brother? 
What is happening? It is because we have allowed life's pursuit. We have allowed the things that we are experiencing or, or what we are what we're chasing after to make the to make us to forget the import, the impact importance and the value and the revelation of the mystery of the kingdom of God that we have gotten before. Hallelujah. And so this is also a very dangerous place to be. Why? Because the more we start forgetting about the importance of the kingdom, you know, the kingdom of God or the service in the kingdom of God, it has the, it has the um, implication of moving into different areas of our lives. The revelation of God's word will begin to dim. The adversary will begin to pluck out, you know, we begin to forget. Because the more we are not in church, the, 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 the um, implication, or rather the import of God's word will begin to fade in our hearts. You can imagine, you, you, you will realize that there are some scriptures that we used to quote before, that we can quote it, you know, off heart before. But by virtue of the fact that it's been a long time since we, you know, involved ourselves with those scriptures, we find out that after a while, we're not able to quote it to the end like we used to. We are beginning to forget. We're gradually beginning to forget. Hallelujah. I remember during the COVID um, time, you know, in my, in my family, we started learning, you know, we started teaching, you know, and cousin, you know, Reverend will say that we should quote Psalm 91. And at a particular point, everybody, or at least 80% of the family members can quote Psalm 91 off heart. But as COVID, you know, the implication and the import of COVID began to wane, people started forgetting because we were not involving ourselves with that scripture as we used to. So there was a particular day, you know, Reverend was talking in the house, we're sharing, and then he mentioned Psalm 91. And you can see how people were, you know, struggling with the same scripture that they used to quote effortlessly. Praise the name of the Lord. And it, it can happen to any one of us, which is why we have to be very, very careful. Hallelujah. Remember that we're still talking about service in the kingdom. And we're talking, you know, with respect to the four categories of people that Jesus Christ mentioned in the parable of the sower. I'll take uh, the last group of people. And these are the ones that the Bible says that the the seed fell on good soil. Hallelujah. These are the ones who receive the word of God with respect to service in the kingdom. They understand that that word is for them. They understand that they need to do more. They receive the word of God with gladness of heart. And they begin to engage that word in their hearts such that it begins to grow and have roots in them. Hallelujah. They understand that God needs them to carry out kingdom assignments. They are always looking forward to taking up, you know, more responsibilities in the kingdom of God. Why? Because they have come to receive that word as God's word. They've come to receive their service in God's, in, in, in God's kingdom as kingdom business. They see it much more important than the, even their bread and their drink. Hallelujah. These are the category of people that they will willingly give themselves to the work 
and they would sacrifice for the work. These are the people that even though offenses come, they refuse to be offended and they would rather move on from offenses. These are the people that no matter whether you recognize them or you don't recognize them, they are at it day and night. Day in, day out, they are always willing to do one thing or the other for God. Hallelujah. They are, these are the category of people that they will not allow their pursuit for their legitimate living affect their service. Hallelujah. They understand that, yes, they need to pursue their legitimate you know, um, living to be able to meet their daily needs, but they will not allow it to affect their service. In fact, they will rather go the extra mile for the kingdom. Hallelujah. These are the particular kind of people that will make difficult career and business decisions in the light of kingdom service. Hallelujah. I met somebody and, um, you know, when she wanted to attend an interview and when she asked about the job, I think it was in the course of the interview, she asked about, you know, um, the um, conditions of service and they told her that, oh, sorry, you. You will have to be working on Sunday. Sunday is sacrosanct. Sunday is not an off day. You can take off day during the week, but you must be at work on Sunday. And you know, we, we, we got talking. I, you know, I knew about the, work, the interview. And so when the person came and came back, I, I asked, how, how did the interview go and all of that? And without blinking an eyelid, she told me I can't take the job. She didn't even consider it at all. It was not a consideration, even though it was going to be paying her more than where she was. And I said, why? What happened? She said, they said that Sunday is not an off day. That even if they can allow me, you know, to go to church early and then come back, they said, no, that Sunday by eight o'clock, I must be at church. She didn't even consider online service. It was not a it was not a an option for her. She said anything that would take church away from my life is not even in an, an, it's not something I can even consider. I was wowed. I was really I was touched because this is somebody who has put kingdom business before her, you know, her own comfort. Hallelujah. She had to make that career, that difficult career decision. In the light of the of kingdom business, hallelujah. She didn't even consider it at all. There was another person that I met that he told me, he said, if anybody, I don't care how much I'm going to make, if they put any business meeting on a Sunday, I will decline. It's not, it is not something I would consider. And I said to her, I said, you know, it was a he. I said, why? He said, why should I? Muslims will never play with their Friday. So if that guy does not play with his Friday, why should he play with my own Saturday? If he regards his God as important, why should I, why should I make my God less important to him? We have to make it, we will have to make a neutral, you know, a, a neutral um, decision. We, we will either instead of we take a Saturday or I don't go at all. And I was wowed. Why? Because this person is making, the person knew the risk that was involved, that they can lose that business, you know, that business that they've been chasing for so long. But he said, you know what? 
If that one goes, I know that God will bring another one. And that is where God wants us to get to, where our service will become acceptable in his sight. Hallelujah. We're talking about the, the fourth category of people. Those are the ones who are on good soil, the seeds that will fall on good soil. And they are the ones who will make difficult career decisions and business in the light of kingdom service. And their works will yield results. They are built up and they are also building others. Hallelujah. These are the people that you see then they start from, you know, maybe they start from a particular department and before you know it, they are growing. They will lead a unit. They will, before you know it, you know, the kind of, the kind of quantum of work that they've been able to give, people will see it and they will give them more responsibilities. I always tell people, everybody starts at ground zero. Everybody, apart from those who say that God called them from their mother's womb. Everybody starts at ground zero. Even that pastor started, at, started in the service of God in a particular unit. I remember when Sister um, Badegeshi was talking about her department. And she talked about Pastor Uti. That Pastor Uti made her to join the ushering department. Hallelujah. Pastor Uti used to be a member of the ushering department. Now he's a pastor. So he started from somewhere. And as he grew faithful in one or two things, he kept moving. And today, I mean, he's a pastor. So God wants us to have that kind of heart. Hallelujah. They are going and they are moving up in the ladder of service. And as they are moving up, they are pulling people in, you know, pulling people in places. They are, they are, they are, they are replacing themselves. They are growing. And, and, and the church is growing. And the work of God is growing. And the kingdom of God is being furthered. The pursuit of God's kingdom is furthering in our hands. Folks, that is where God has called us to be. The service in God's kingdom. That we will be like that fourth soil. That our reality of God's word with respect to God's kingdom will be real to us in such a way that we will grow. We will not allow offenses to stop us. We will not allow the pursuit of life to, to, to stop us. We will not allow, you know, um, discomfort to stop us. We will not allow the heat to stop us. Hallelujah. But we would rather give everything, give ourselves to, to service. We will give ourselves, our heart, our mind, our souls, everything that we have. For the work of the kingdom, we will sacrifice whatever it takes. We will tell ourselves, whatever it takes, I will give it. And that's where God is calling us to. Hallelujah. And God doesn't want us to be like, you know, the second soil that we will start. And then six months down the line, they'll be looking for us and say, ah, ah, what happened? Oh, after this, uh, the month of service, you know, the zeal was, was greater. Uh, it is a fuel, a fuel has finished inside the car. No, we should consistently and, you know, continually, you know, top ourselves up, praying and seeking God's face. God, what do you want me to do? God, where do you want me to serve you? God, what do you want from me? God, I'm willing to go the extra mile for you. Just name it, Lord, and I'm willing to do it. And God has told us that he, does, he didn't tell us to serve him in vain. When we go in the pursuit of God's kingdom, God will, God will, do, he will do it for us. You know, Reverend Badi said something that touched me one day. He said that he knows that he cannot die by plane crash. 
said it so emphatically. And he said, because God knows that I'm valuable in his kingdom. He said, God knows that I'm valuable. He said, he will rather give men for my life. I was shocked when he said that statement. I was, I, I could, it was as if, how can somebody be so bold, so audacious, making such a statement? But it is based on the revelation of the reality of God's work and kingdom that he, he has, that he can make such a bold statement. That he, I know that I can never go hungry. Ah, the whole of heaven will rather, will rather run amok for me to go hungry. Hallelujah. Why? Because I am useful in the service. He said he was in a plane one day and there was so much turbulence. And it was just there calm. He just told God, he said, God, you know, you cannot afford to lose me. Ah, what a bold statement. What an audacious statement. He says, because you know that I am valuable in your hand. I am not useless. Hallelujah. Praise God. So I want to encourage us. Let, 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 let's catch the fire. And let it not be for a while. Let it not be that, you know, six months down the line, they'll be asking, where are, you? Where are we? What's happening? I'll say, ah, life is happening. No, it's life. No. Let's, let's do this. Let's do this for God. Let's be kingdom-minded. Let's renew our minds with the reality of the revelation of God's word that we are hearing, even in this month of service, that we will give it everything that we have. Hallelujah. And as we do so, I trust God that he will begin to reveal to us the areas that he wants us to serve him. And as we serve him, you know, he will, he will promote us. He will increase us. We will, he, will, you know, he will add more. He will give more because he knows that he knows that we are, we are good servants. He knows that we, are, we will not misuse his talents. Hallelujah. We will not be like the unprofitable you know, servant. Hallelujah. He knows that we are profitable. And he would deliver more into our hands. Just as he gave the man the five talents. And when he saw, when the master saw what the man was able to do with five talents, he added more to him. He took from the unprofitable servant and gave it to him. Hallelujah. God will be able to give more into our hands. He will be able to put more responsibilities into our hands. Because he knows that we are kingdom minded. And all our desires is in the furtherance of the pursuit of God's kingdom. Hallelujah. I trust that God, God, um, the little I've spoken today, uh, the, Lord, the Lord will breathe over it. And, you know, I just want us, all of us, there's nobody that um, is exempted. You know, just make the necessary correction that we need to make. And just propose in our hearts that we are going to give ourselves wholly, wholly to God's work. And as we do so, it will help us in Jesus' name. Amen.